Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 85 of today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Ash Paulson, and I'm joined as always by my wonderful friend and GVG co-founder, Derek Bittner, and epic friend of GVG, Brandon, voice of God Miracle, standing in for Steve once again. Steve is still traveling with his family. Uh, He'll be back Wednesday, we think. Uh, But of course, we always love having Brandon here. It's always great to have the voice of God, but... You know, I wait long enough. It's like, you know what? Let's just bring Brandon in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Steve. I'm Steve. I don't know. Steve might have a hard, <laughs> yeah, he might have a hard time getting back in your seat, Brandon. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and of course, we do also have our very, very special guest, Twitch streamer and occasional Super Gaming Brothers contributor, Uncle Silver. Man, how's it going? Thank you so much uh, for joining thank us Thank you very today. much for having me. Thank you for the invite. I very much appreciate it. Uh, it's going good so far. How are you guys doing today? It's a Pretty Monday. Good. Not too yeah. shabby. You know. It's a Monday. Hey, you, you got to have you gotta have Mondays. Otherwise, we'd all just hate Tuesdays. <laughs> that is a That's, good point. Good point. That's a uh, really good way. We're all about positivity here on Good Vibes Gaming, and I love the way you frame that, man. That's a very good point. So... <laughs> Fair enough. Mondays do serve a purpose. Um, yeah, there you go. Of course, we do uh, have a lot of news to get through today. But before we get there, we have a sponsor for today's episode, and that is, of course, The Game Orb. The Game Orb is a fledgling channel that is focused mostly on Nintendo content until now. Uh, while they mm. are still running Let's Plays of games like Splatoon 2, Pac-Man 99, and Smash Brothers Ultimate, and more from the Nintendo wheelhouse, going forward, they're also going to be covering games on the Xbox Series X as part of their new daily upload schedule uh, beginning today, May 10th. So mm. uh, if you want to get in on that action, subscribe to the Game Orb today at the link in the video description below. Uh, we're also going to post the link uh, in the uh, YouTube chat as well, so we can show the Game Orb the awesome power of the GV gang. So please... If you're not subscribed to the Game Orb, go show them some love. Let's see if we can get them over 300 subscribers. Uh, I think we're getting closer and closer to 250. So Yeah, we're at 228 just, for them. So it is, it is steadily awesome. going up. All right. Yeah, which is fantastic. So yes, please go subscribe. And also, uh, they would like to promote their friend's YouTube channel, uh, Galactic Reaper. And we're going to post, of course, you'll find both links in the, in the description below, as well as in our YouTube chat. So... Uh, please go subscribe to Galactic Reaper as well. <clears throat> and uh, thank you, as always, the Game War for your incredible support of the channel for being a sponsor of today's news tonight. We we love you. We adore you. Thank you so much <laughs> for all your support. Um, with that said, before we get started, though, as oh, we're talking about how all of us are doing, Brandon, I got to ask you a question. What's how up? Does it feel, how does it feel to have your uh, Mario uh, impression from the out of context uh, liked by Martin A himself? <laughs> That's so awesome. I, Ooh. I woke up at like 1 p.m. today and I checked my phone and I'm like, what's what's with all these notifications? And then I checked it and Charles Martinet liked my impression on Twitter. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> that's the <laughs> highest honor you could that's, ask for. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. Good for you. Thank you. I am uh, <laughs> going to put my my name in the uh, Mario successor hat and find out if that works out. <laughs> Nice. So, so I'm two degrees from Charles Martinet. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. My God, I hadn't heard about that until now. That's (laughs) really. Yeah, it's been a a morning for me. (laughs) I'm sure it has. No, I I had I've barely even been on Twitter today, except to post about uh, mine, my dad's new game, that tune coming up this Sunday. So I've just barely even looked at Twitter. 
uh, again, Mondays. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> this is my first time hearing about that. But dude, congratulations. That is awesome. That's so awesome, man. Charles is not going to voice Mario in the movie because I am. There <laughs> nice. we go. There Already we go. moving in. And, I like it. So ne- not only are you ousting Steve uh, of the TNT host chair, but you're ousting Charles Martinet as Mario, man. You're just- <laughs> He's taking over everything. Like, uh, like, like you, you, you edit for Roger. You're taking over Roger's channel. You're talking about all that. <laughs> all the, you're, you're the One Piece guy now. I'm becoming too powerful. so now here's my question does charles know that you're replacing him or is this does he not know that yet you know it's uh we're gonna have to have a closed door conversation (laughs) okay okay cool the thing is it's not entirely out of the realm of possibility because you remember that back to the future game uh by telltale have you ever Uh, any of you ever played i know of it a little bit i know i haven't played it the the guy that got the voice marty was really wasn't I don't think he was actually a professional actor at all. He's just really well known for his uh Marty impression. Got the gig, oh. did an amazing job. Yeah. Guess so, I'm on the right awesome. track. It's a, it's a v, it's VA a Cinderella story. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh just to uh to address something in the chat here by Sketcha MPM, uh mentioning that Arlo is one of the remaining game personalities that hasn't shown up on TNT yet. We know and we have been in contact with him. He is certainly a friend of the channel. Certainly a friend of all of ours. His name constantly comes up. Uh, I know we know a lot of you want to see him on the show. We want to see him on the show. And he wants to be on it. He's just been very, very busy. Uh, so our schedules has, haven't aligned yet. But we're working on it. And we know. So don't worry. Arlo <laughs> will eventually be here. We promise. Uh, so that that will happen at some point. One, um, uh, one more thing that's... we should address. Uh, promote a pet. Uh, still on the way, I promise. Yes. <laughs> yeah, just promote a pet is still on the way. Uh, in fact, I just sent, sent out a message on Patreon to all of our patrons at the Promoter Pet tier asking for names and pictures so we can get that going possibly as soon as the next episode on Wednesday. But we are actively undertaking that. So uh, if, if you are a Promoter Pet patron, first of all, thank you. And second of all, check your Patreon messages uh, for the one I just talked about, and uh, we can get you set up. Um, also, as usual, uh, with the, the switch to a live public format, uh, if we do get super chats during the show, we will read them out or I will read them out between news stories. So if you do do a super chat donation, thank you so much for your for your generosity. It is not being ignored. We're just doing it between uh, news stories. So with that said, there are some news stories to get through. <laughs> and uh, Brandon, you had some epic, epic news today about that Charles Martinet thing. <laughs> and uh, that's perfect for our first news story, which is also kind of epic. So let's get that up on screen. So the the raging battle, the raging court battle litigation between Epic and Apple continues, and a new case document has revealed that Epic is trying to get Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox first-party games on the Epic Store. Um, And now this document even says right away that Nintendo, with their company history and culture, is a non-starter, so that's probably not happening. But we did (laughs) find out that Epic uh, did offer Sony $200 million for four to six first-party games. And also, apparently, as an aside, Phil Spencer meets with Gabe Newell every so often, which is kind of its own little weird aside. But yeah, yeah Epic is is going all in on trying to get uh, you know first party console games on the Epic Games Store. Uh, Uncle Silver, you are our special guest for the day, so I'm going to go ahead and throw this to you. Um, do you have any particular thoughts about this or about the ongoing case in general? Uh, when I first saw that it was all three companies, my first thought for Nintendo was the uh, J. Jonah Jameson 
where he laughs. laughs. No, <laughs> it's so good. I love that, that laugh. Is that, the fact that they even think that that's possible is just hilarious to me. It, it's hysterical <laughs> that they think that's possible. Yeah. Uh, Sony, uh, here, here's what I'd be interested in. I'm interested to know what games. I'm interested to know if they're talking about more modern games or are they talking about Horizon Zero Dawn? You know, are they talking about stuff that is not necessarily profitable to Sony anymore? So maybe, you know, they bolster their lineup a little bit by saying, oh, look, we've got God of War. and We've got Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to know what games it is. Um, mm-hmm. Beyond that, I, I, I really just don't see it happening. Mm-mm. I really no. don't. I uh, certainly not with Nintendo. There's there's no way. No, not, that's not going to happen. You, you <laughs> yeah, get yeah. They're, they're getting laughed out of the out of the room for that one. Even, I, yeah. I, I imagine. I, I, I imagine. Even, room, yeah. I imagine even the people at Sony were like, "Are you talking to Nintendo about this? Are you sure? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. happen." Yeah. <laughs> uh, Microsoft is the one that I feel like is the best bet, and at the yeah. same time. Microsoft has a very successful online storefront of their own. So I really don't see them even bothering. Like there's no point. Yeah. It's just very, and another thing that's interesting is that these all seem to be uh, one player games. That that's what is a very interesting is that it's all single player titles, which tells me that Epic does not have anything single player. That is a seller and they know, right. Yeah, pretty much. Um, man, uh, you, you Narukami in our in our live audience patron chat makes a great point about Sony, or at least about Horizon Zero Dawn, saying, "Well, it's on Steam, so that wouldn't matter much if it did come to the Epic yeah, Game Store." Yeah. So right. yeah, Horizon's probably out. Um, like you said, Uncle Silver, I don't. I Nintendo's that's never going to happen. No, um, no. it's just not. Well, PlayStation probably not either. I think there's uh, certainly at least a sliver of a chance there uh you know what would compare to nintendo where there isn't but i agree that microsoft is the likeliest outlet for them if they're going to get any of the main console platform holders first party games on the epic game store so sketch mpm in the chat says fun fact horizon zero dawn was produced by one of the founding members of members of epic which oh oof, oof, that's gonna <laughs> wow. sting yeah that's <laughs> awkward. awkward i know a guy we'll get it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I I I, I want to go back to something. I think uh, it was you said, Uncle Silver, which is the thing that that stands out to me most about the ongoing litigation and about this story is just Epic and and Tim Sweeney's planet sized ego. And planet might <laughs> yeah. not even might not even be an apt term for it. It might be <laughs> yeah. galaxy sized might be better. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, you, you've got a you got a lot. You you think you you're holding a lot of cards to approach these companies and say, oh, why don't we give you some money? Because they're all hurting, right? All of these companies they're they're hurting for money. So so God God knows two hundred million dollars is going to save Sony, right? Right. They're, 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 I mean they're hanging on by a thread here. They only sold seven point eight million PS fives. I mean. Come on, man. They they got kids to feed. <laughs> it, it, it is just kind of crazy that they make that sort of move. And it's funny because you guys were talking, uh, I, I want to say it was last week, you were talking about how one of these courtroom things came up about how they were, what, what was it? It was like, it was like Microsoft was talking about 
Last of Us Two. Hmm. Oh and yeah, they were, they were remember yeah, that they were they were review. like yeah. discussing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. If they're reviewing games to be talking to other companies to say, you know, oh, Last of Us Two has this and that that we're looking for. That should be part of the deal. I wonder if that's where that came from. Is part of know. this deal? Maybe. Yeah. Um, and we should note that also, for, thanks to the patron chat, that uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is on Epic Game Store as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it already? Oh, oh okay. it is. It is already. Okay, okay. But uh, yeah, okay. so so yeah, so this is more likely modern, more like newer games. So probably yeah. Last of Us Two. <clears throat> oh, they're uh, definitely trying to get those exclusives. Yeah. I think this is what yeah. more mm-hmm. this is about. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, it's it's thrown me that you're that you're calling Horizon Zero Dawn anything other than modern since it came out in 2017, <laughs> and to my mind, I, hey, it's still it's, it's one of the most fast gorgeous moving games. business, baby. It really is. It's wild. <laughs> it really is. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and if you go back and and look at it now, it still doesn't look like it's aged aged a day, at least to me. It, it's yeah, such no, a no. beautiful game. Four years yeah, later, it's incredible. Mm. Yeah. Four years later, I keep saying three. God, it's how it's been four years. I but, hate well, March of Time. Well, wait, was it 2016? <laughs> No, it came out in 2017. 2017. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Either a month before or after Breath of the Wild. I think after. after, Yeah, but very close to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Oh, good, Just talking about uh, Sweeney. I mean, it seems like their whole thing is like, okay, we're making all the money. Just throw all the money at this. I mean, we talked before how about uh, Game Store wouldn't be profitable for another four years or so. So, yeah. I don't know. This is... This about is like Epic, a weird thing. Epic specifically not being yeah. profitable. Well, yeah, Epic Game Store would not be profitable for Epic for about four years. It's it's tricky because I yeah I guess the storefront won't be profitable because you know Fortnite has made how much money? You know they right. they've got money mm. to be throwing at it, and you know if they route their Fortnite sales through the store, technically the store is making a profit. You know, it's it's sort of right. However, they're however they're managing it, manipulating it. You know, billion dollar companies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nico Bra and our and our live audience chat says Sony announces Gravity Rush three, but it's an Epic Game Store exclusive. Reaction? Uh, I it, it would be mixed. On one hand, I'd be pissed because I have a PS five and I want to play it there. On the other hand, that means cat and gravity rush are are alive and, and are still living so it's not a complete loss because i love that series and that character and that would at least show some sort of indication that they're not giving up on some of their wackier more esoteric japanese franchises because they've doubled down so much recently yeah. on their western AAA releases no, no more no more started, double a i just started uh playing gravity rush this past saturday and boy that's a lot of fun I did not realize how much you just shove people out into the abyss, though. Whenever you're using your gravity powers, like, yeah, wow. Also, Cat always looked like sweet and demure, and I'm looking at like her per- uh, personality. This is just like <laughs> kind of spunky, a lot more spunky than I thought she was going to be. Uh huh. So um, I'm greatly enjoying that that game. Well, going back to this leaked court document for a second. So it, it, it I don't know exactly when this is from the doc itself, but it does say they were still awaiting feedback from Sony. I think they're going to keep waiting. I don't think they're going to get the feedback they want. <laughs> yeah. um, Microsoft, uh, they're, they're, they apparently have been privy to internal feedback from Microsoft that their PC Game Pass leader is against what we're doing. We're meaning Epic. Uh, they are effectively bidding against us for content. And that's where the little bit yeah. came up about Phil meeting with Gabe, uh, Gabe Newell occasionally, which is just kind mm. of its own little point. But 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we pretty much, you know, beaten this one to death. Nintendo's yeah. not going to happen. PlayStation, probably not. Microsoft, who knows? But do you, do you think it would be in Epic's best interest to, instead of buying first party titles from other people, buying franchises that have been, you know, dead for a little while and turning them into Epic exclusives? That seems like a better use of their money than instead of buying games that already belong to other people why not right i you know you mentioned gravity rush if if sony really doesn't want to do a gravity rush or whoever whoever i don't know who makes gravity rush uh if they don't want to do another gravity rush game it would probably be an epic's best interest to buy it and then make a new game with that that seems better yeah, but yeah. I don't know if you can. I mean, I, I I don't know if you can divorce Gravity Rush from their original. I mean, you can, of course, anybody yeah. can make it, but I don't know if that's going to pull in Gravity Rush fans, right? If it's it know, depends. Epic's yeah. name is kind of already tainted anyway for various reasons well, for yeah. a lot of people, so I'm not so sure. Yeah, yeah. That, well, I just that mean in general, well. you know, instead of buying a whole, you know, instead of hey, we want Last of Us too, why not just buy other franchises and say all right we can't have last of us too that's a sony thing but if you want this new ip you know f-zero mm-hmm. you come over here <laughs> I'd, I'd imagine yeah. there's more uh more financial risk in doing something like that because then you have developmental oh, costs mm. uh, to make it happen but uh honestly it doesn't sound like a bad thing uh if no. they ever were to do something like that as Get Lucky in the chat uh, mentions, the THQ Nordic approach, which, hey, that's how you get more Darksiders. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but Bug Fables, too. <laughs> they, they, perfect. Can you imagine if we did get a new F Zero, but it was Epic Games exclusive? Oh, it would never happen. No, it would never happen. It would never happen. The internet would implode if that ever I, actually yeah, happened. It I never think would, so. Of course. Um, well, okay. Already got well. <laughs> I, I am loath personally to cover this next news story because I'm not the biggest fan of this character, but news is news. It's not, I don't get to decide Tough, what's newsworthy and what's not. I know, right? Um, hey, man, I put this in the in the news to begin with, so I'm I'm braving this. But <laughs> let's go ahead and get this news story up on up on screen. And this actually comes uh, courtesy of our dear dear friend John Cartwright, uh, dear friend of the channel of all of us. Uh, but he posted about a new official render of of Waluigi's tongue and it's cursed. And I don't know why John felt the need to alert well, the, the world to, to this thing's existence, but yeah. It's an official video. It was for some reason shown during the Switch Lite blue unboxing in color comparison. That's so weird. He looks like such a creep here though. It it's the pose. I, I think the more, pose. Than, more than the tongue, more than the rose, it's the 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 pose. What what's he doing? I, I don't know. Like he has his legs scrunched <laughs> together as as much as he can and jutting his butt out. Yeah, I, I can't see the junk in the trunk from up there. You gotta turn it around, <laughs> right? Waluigi. Come on, man. If I, if I could say anything about for. this, this is unabashedly Waluigi. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I mean, this is the same guy that did the second pose. Means. Like this this is on the same tier as a second pose yeah. from some strikers. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's still a bit underneath that. I think the crotch chop still takes top honors, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, maybe. Like uh, it, it's pretty close. Like him go actively trying to lick the rose. <laughs> and yeah. I, I for mean, some I'm, reason I'm, seeing his nose on the side is so so, like the more I look at it, the more it's like 
what the hell? <laughs> I, I'm less I'm less confused about Waluigi because this is like a Waluigi kind of thing. I'm more concerned about Nintendo right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a little worried about what's going on over there. That, that there, there's only so much thirsty you can be. Right, they're like Nintendo. Pictures. Are you okay? Yeah, they're uh, competing with Lady Demetresque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my right. god, they're bringing out their big uh, their big guns. Imagine if this was like. Well, I mean, hope. Well, imagine if he got into Smash after all, and this was his Smash render. Like, I can't. This was what was on the character select screen on the on the versus matchup screen. That's what you see. I I saw something else today. I'm going to pop it in the green room and all the different chats so everybody else can see it as well. It's just a link to a tweet. Um, uh, somebody, uh, somebody named Carrie Draws, just saying the era of sexy Waluigi has officially begun, and we couldn't be happier. And they have his his outfit from Mario Golf, which I'm sorry. That is a suave looking outfit for golf. That's pretty fly. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, that's pretty I, sharp. I respectfully uh request to be left out of we. We are not happy about this. <laughs> I am not happy about the advent of sexy Waluigi. So I don't know if we is is an accurate thing to say here, but <laughs> I mean, I, and here's the thing, you're saying the advent of sexy Waluigi. You're assuming it never stopped in the first place. <laughs> It, it I mean, was always true. it that's was true. always there. I mean, come yeah. on. If you Fair say enough. so, look, I, I I have said it, and I've taken a lot of heat <laughs> over this for the years. I don't understand the love for Wario and Waluigi. I don't share it. You, I've never understood the love. Ash, for these you characters. cannot deny this lean, mean, purple machine that is Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> I think who, I can. Who, who looks wildly like Robbie Rotten? Am I the only? He one does. Who, no, no, not you mention it <laughs> with that outfit. <laughs> Yeah, I, oh, I get it. Oh man, I, I I think it's just the you know it's the silliness of it. It's, it's no, it's totally, yeah. Yeah. it's for oh, the yeah. it is, I love it. I love it. It is no, no. I do adding like, a lot of personality to Waluigi. I think they're sort of figuring that out. Which hey, I'd love to get a man a, a co op Wario Land game with Waluigi's player two or something like that. I don't know. It'd be fun. You know, he kind of reminds me of James from Pokemon. Like you know, early James. No, I can see that. Especially with Rose. Rose. For some reason, he got that rose motif, which okay, yeah. sure. All right. <laughs> All right, so so chat. Here's your here's your job, right? Fan art: Waluigi as Jesse, Wario as uh, uh, I'm sorry, as James, <laughs> Walu- Wario as uh, Jesse. Oh, we're not for, ready for oh this. God, there you, <laughs> go. there you go. Well, you know, maybe, and I, I've mentioned this before, but I feel like you know, if Alpha Dream could ever make a comeback, the title writes itself, man. Wario and Waluigi partners in crime. Make yeah, we've talked about yeah. that a few times, Ash. We yeah. want, I, like, we want that. Yeah, so you know, if we could get our seat. No, we're talking about giving Warrior and Waluigi their own game. We hear the LA sirens on my end. They're <laughs> Look, see, even they you, know it's not a good idea. Oh, God, you the post, horny police are here. Yeah, oh, no. you posted sexy Waluigi. That is against. It's against the law to be that sexy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. True. True. Um, I will the, say that. Oh, good. I was going to say, he's never been in a game outside of the sports stuff, has he? And Mario has Party. Has he been in? The, other than Mario Party. Just Mario Party? Okay, so he's and, never been in like a story mode. He was the villain of Dance Dance Revolution on GameCube for the, the, the Mario mix. Oh, That's the right. only time he was the villain. <laughs> got that. Like the final vi- boss villain type thing. And I we did uh, we did recently do our first weekly discussion here on the channel. We're talking about the state of Smash Brothers Ultimate and who the last two characters might be in Fighters Pass Volume 2. And Waluigi's name... Uh, loath as I am to admit it did come up a few times. So you know. I like it. I, I've, I, I, I actually, 
I, I was talking before we talked before about this, and I always said that the best here here here's your here's your character intro. You have Mario fighting Wario and Luigi, like he he something happens, Luigi pops in and they start fighting Wario, and Wario grabs uh the assist trophy and it's the Waluigi assist trophy. So he does his thing, like he stomps them down, and then he goes to leave. So then Wario, like he's sort of gesturing him, like, no, 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 stay. And Wario Waluigi's like, you know, I can't, I can't. And then Wario pulls out an invitation and gives it to him, and he invites him to come from assist trophy to full-fledged character. That would be uh, it'd be so Pretty good nice. if like if the invitation was just like a hack job, like written in crayon or something. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just You've, to have them. You certainly game. thought this out. I mean Oh yeah. It, it, I, I kind of want to see it just for the chaos. <laughs> oh, that that's sort of what I, I mean, when people, when they were talking before about what character it should be, uh, and a lot of people were joking about Fortnite default character. Uh-huh. I want, I wanted that just because I knew the chaos afterwards would have <laughs> just been amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's been a while yeah. since we've had kind of a, a for a lack for a, of a better term, I guess like a gag character. To me, mm-hmm. Waluigi wouldn't be a gag character, but I assume a lot of people would see him that way. Uh, but it'd be a nice way to kind of round out this fighter's pass, which has mostly been, like, high-end anime-style characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Other than Steve, Wait, so, are, so yeah. are, you, are you intrinsically calling Waluigi low-end, then? Because if you are, I agree with you. Uh-oh. I said high-end <laughs> anime character. Waluigi uh-huh. is high-end any character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> got it, got it. No, I, I like to talk a lot of shit, of course, and I'm not the biggest <laughs> fan of the characters, but but uh, I have to say this render is hilarious, and it does yeah. add to the overall mm-hmm. just WTF-ness of what Waluigi yeah. even represents. So Pretty I much. can't hate yeah. it. I, I like to put on a big face, but I don't actually hate this. I think it's actually kind of hilarious. <laughs> like, how, how do you, how do you <laughs> nail that character? Like, what is that character? You go through all of the different pictures and stuff. It's, it, that's what you're left wondering is, who the heck is yeah. this guy? <laughs> right. Um <laughs> I don't know who it was that uh, that it, it, it long passed in the YouTube chat, but someone said, "Can we do our uh, Waluigi impressions?" And I will admit, I'm much more comfortable doing like Mario and Luigi, but uh, Waluigi, you know, <laughs> Waluigi is gonna win. I, I don't know. I'm not a very good Waluigi guy, but, but uh, yeah, but that, I consider that a good thing. So um, everybody's well. a cheater but me. <laughs> oh, there you go. That was really good. Every, everybody's a, yeah. I can't do Waluigi. I'm more <laughs> Mario Luigi. And toad, uh, uh, toad voices. Um, <laughs> use, use your nose. Someone say, use your nose. Oh yeah, Waluigi. There you go. You do the yeah. nose. Yeah, there you go. That that joke stole my invitation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> well, I think we've talked about Waluigi more in one episode of TNT than I ever thought we would. So um, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the next news story. Uh, and the person in this story is someone that Waluigi, I believe, would be very proud of. And uh, after more than 20 years, over two decades, a hardcore Nintendo fan has completed their Famicom game collection, owning all 1,053 games for the system. And here's the thing, not just the cartridges. Every single one of them has their box and manual intact. This is a collector of a whole nother level, you guys. This is incredible. And this came from Kotaku, uh, who did a feature on this on this collector. And my God. So his name is uh, Somari, which is odd because he, he uh, unintentionally or not 
shares a name with that really uh, infamous ROM hack. Yeah. Of Sonic oh, and Mario. So Mario. So Mario. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that thought of that when I first read no. Samari. Uh-huh. Um, it says the total time to finish this collection was 20 years and three months wow. with uh, Samari acquiring the last title, Snow Brothers, from 1990 on March 11th. Uh, the game cost her a cool uh, 72,500 yen, which is $665-ish. And uh, the most expensive game in her collection is uh, Battle Rush, which is about 250,000 yen. So, wow, this is Ooh. some impressive. I mean, not only is it impressive yeah. that, that she owns over 1,000 cartridges, but the fact that every single one has the box and manual intact, that that's insane. actually blows my yeah. mind. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. The the thing is, I'm kind of, kind of weird to see those prices for these Famicom games. I'm so, I'm so used to hearing about Japan and be like, yeah, go to that store and you'll be able to find Famicom games for like 10 bucks. Yeah. Super no potato. Super potato. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that they had to pay that much money for some of these games, that's insane. Well, it might be the, the box and manual aspect because I, I have bought right, plenty yeah. of games from Super Potato uh, over the years, like when I go to Japan and they are actually cheap, but it's just the cartridges wrapped in like cellophane, cellophane plastic. Yeah, it's not, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like I'm buying the the boxes and manuals as well. So I'm sure that's what accounts for the price difference. Yeah, it's, uh, kind of, it's, it's wild. It's it's just a lot of dedication. It's a lot of dedication for uh, I mean, I love collecting and I don't know that I have the dedication to do it. Box and instructions and I, Same, I mean, just, yeah. just to finish it. It's I mean, just, to to even get this far is incredible. And then to finish it is just a whole nother thing entirely. I I, I almost want to meet the person and go see it. Like, I almost want to see it in person. Yeah, I, 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 I wish there's almost like a museum because I'd love to just go through and look at like look at all I, the cases. I kind of hope that that's where this ends up at some point. Um, Because mm. who in who in their right mind will ever manage to accomplish this in addition to Samari? <laughs> So, you know, if, uh, right. if Samari at some point decides to retire her collection, I'd love to see this show up in a museum. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Who yeah. Said, uh, when, I, uh, when I was in junior high, I experienced a lot of awful things that I don't want to remember. At the time, I was helped so much by the Famicom. So this is like sort of like a childhood thing. This is yeah. a so passion project. I, For I sure. Feel like yeah. It's a passion kind of- project. There's like, there's like an emotional attachment here that the Famicom obviously meant, meant very much to them. Um, and was, you know, I guess served as an escape from all the shit they were going through in junior high. I, I assume that means yeah. things like bullying and such. Um, and I love this, you know, I mean, as long as they're, they're healthy and they're taking care of themselves and, you know, able to pay their bills and such, Hey, collect whatever the hell you want. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So, and I, I, and I feel this, I feel a lot of like when I read, when I was reading that, cause I thought, I think about when I was a kid and, you know, I was a nerdy kid that got picked on and bullied and stuff same. and, uh, you know, I had my Nintendo powers and, you know, I didn't really talk to the other kids. And it's funny because they started talking to me when they realized I play video games. Mm-hmm. So then and, and I was like very into video games. So my first real interactions with the other kids without them picking on me a lot of the time was, did you play this game and how do you do this? And uh, so it was it's I, I feel that sort of emotional attachment to. The early game. And I think a lot of us do. I think that's why mm. NES and Super Nintendo and Genesis, I think that's why a lot of people have such a strong connection with them is because that was at a time when being a geek got you beaten up. It got you treated oh, yeah. badly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, never, I think we all probably come from that from that yeah. era of growing up. I, mean, I certainly did. I was yeah, I was picked on and been. I was very unpopular because I was such a big video game nerd. Yeah, and, I, I uh, never talked yeah. about video games in school that much, was, unless I made oh, friends yeah. with somebody. And then I found it. Then I was at school. I was most mainly reading um, for that sort of thing. Um, but I also was very limited in how much I could actually play my mm-hmm. video games. My parents only let me play on Friday nights, Saturdays, and Sundays. Oh, jeez, gotcha. gotcha. That's how my, my parents pushed me in front of a video game console as fast as they could. Uh-huh. I was playing Atari 2600 at my little dining room table with my 13 inch black and white TV. <laughs> oh, heck, heck yeah. Yeah. Basically once I got my NES at around four, I think I was four years old when I got my NES and, uh, I remember to hear my parents tell it. My dad was the one who was a little hesitant. He was like, you know, should we do this? Are we opening a Pandora's box? Like, you know, is this a good idea? And my mom had seen how much I had taken to it and how much it just made me light up. And she's like, hey, if this is what he's going to be good at and this is what he really, you know, as long as, you know, anything in moderation and he's healthy about it, I encourage it. And so, you know, I I certainly uh, credit my mom with, you know, kind of enabling that to happen. And it is the day after Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day, Mom. Thank you for (laughs) fostering my uh my Perfect. love of video game yeah um our uh, 112 in the live audience chat here talks about the incredible difference uh collecting nes cartridges would be compared to what samari has accomplished just because uh they say mega man 5 alone in the used game market is 142 bucks loose that's without yeah the <laughs> the uh manual mm. and the box so yeah, it it is incredible to me how wildly different the used game markets are between Japan and the U.S. It's yeah. I, I actually I remember the first time I went to Japan and I went to Super Super Potato my first trip there, I was able to get Chrono Trigger the you know the and that was actually in box. I was able to get Chrono Trigger Super Famicom in box sealed for that was like I think seventeen bucks. Jeez, and, and, wow. and and you know I was like. And so not used to that. I'm like, am I just buying the box? Like, is there no game in this? I'm so confused. <laughs> no, it's the a little game. Bit, it's like, uh... Yeah. And it's just, I was so used to, as an American, just used game prices yeah. being exorbitant. So... I wonder what games are expensive over there. I mean, obviously, Snow Brothers and, what was it, Gundam? Gu- yeah, Gundam. Like, obviously, those are, but... Battle Rush, which I'm not even sure what Battle Rush is. <laughs> I've at least, well, at least kind of just from my own just looking around used game stores in Japan, uh, it definitely seems as though the rarer, like Sega Saturn games, uh, PS, PS1 games, like from that era, it seems like the really rare games from that era tend to be very expensive. Like I, I didn't find okay. a Saturn game that was cheap, even in Japan. Really? Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think even the Saturn version of Mega Man X4 was fairly pricey from what I remember. Like maybe, Ooh. I mean, I've, I'm just going from memory here, but maybe 70 to 80 bucks. So obviously not as bad yeah. as it would be here. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think but it's uh, Japan, I think it's up to three hundred yeah. here. There, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So of course that was years ago. I don't know what it is now. Um, going back to this article really quick. Uh, according to Live Door News, the the hardest Famicom came Famicom game to find for Somari was the math educational title Sansu Five Six Nen Kason game. Apparently, it's not hard to find in cartridge only form. But if you want the full packaging, it's very difficult. Um, they go on to say that uh, Samari now wants to start or hopes to start collecting Famicom Disk System games 
And they also oh, add that there are still rare versions of games she already has to collect, such as the Namco hard case versions, as well as the non-retail Famicom games. So they're not done. They're, they've yeah. reached a milestone, but they are dedicated wow. to completely yeah. filling this out. So That's hats really... off to her, and, and I wish her all the luck. I think this is an incredible undertaking that she's been able to accomplish. The, I wonder, if the, does the Famicom have an equivalent of a NES tournament cartridge? Of a world, did they they didn't have any sort of world championship cartridge over there, did they? I don't know, actually. That's offhand. a good question. I've never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, just, I'm thinking about the ones that we have over here. That you know, if you're an NES collector, you got to have, you know, Little Samson and all of these games. And then there's, but then there's the, the two, uh, world what is, what is it? NWC cartridges. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to know. And then the Super Nintendo's got a whole bunch of like tournament. Donkey, there was like a tournament one. There was a uh, what was a campus challenge? I think was yep. I think was there uh-huh. was the Super Nintendo one. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, I, it's it's incredible how many you know. I mean, obviously, it's easy to think in a general sense. There are so many games out there and so many rare obscure games, but when you really break it down and you really are trying to get every single one, it's it's pretty amazing just what an undertaking that actually is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when you consider um, small Japanese living spaces. Yeah, that too, right? That's so true. Um, <laughs> well, obviously I miss Steve anyway because he's my my good friend and I love him. But I do wish we we had him here to talk about this next news story, uh, which I feel like a lot of Yakuza fans have already rendered their judgment on. But let's go ahead and get that up on screen. Uh, and that is that Lost Judgment, the recently announced sequel to Judgment, is getting a season pass and quote-unquote fully packed additional story DLC, according to the Japanese PlayStation Store. And a game getting DLC or a season pass wouldn't normally be news, but it is in this case because this is, to my mind, the first time Yakuza and or Judgment have have done the mm. season pass or, or really gone in heavily on DLC. And I'm sure there are Yakuza fans in the chat who can tell me if I'm wrong about that. But this has been making the rounds because this is uh, not a, you know, Ryuga Kotoku Studio, you don't really associate them with a lot of heavy-handed DLC practices. And I'd be really curious to get Steve's thoughts on this. If it's, if I had to guess, just based off this, I think the story itself will be complete. This feels more like uh, a bit of a side story, like an extra case to do is to just sort of expand upon it. Um, kind of like the DLC that was in, um, uh, what was it called? Uh, L.A. Noir. Where it's just like, hey, oh, here's okay. an extra case that you can solve, and you know it doesn't have anything to do with mm-hmm. the story, but you get to do more of this type of case. There you go. Yeah, side so, missions, right. things like that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, g- given the development pedigree here and and what we have come to expect from RGG Studio, I assume that we're going to get a complete story on on the disc in the retail release, and then. Yeah. You know, yeah. any any DLC season pass, whatever they're doing on top of that is going to be extra content that maybe fills out some sub stories or fills out the world, but that you're not going to have to purchase DLC to get the ending or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I imagine these will not be integral to the overall narrative of the yeah, series, right. Uh, right. but fun extras. Yeah, and I mean, given how uh, how fascinating the side quests have been in Yakuza Like a Dragon as I'm playing through it. I would imagine that even if they are just just side stories, they might end up being worth, you know, whatever. Well, depending yeah. on what the cost of the season pass ends up being, they might be worth it just because even the side stories and at least like a dragon are tend to be very interesting. 
Yeah, full blown side yeah. arcs. You know, you yeah, you know, every month. And if you're buying a season pass, it means you're going to get all of it. So it would be, you know, you could have every month you're getting a new giant chunk of the story. So this could all just be one more story, mm-hmm. but spread out over the course of a year. And then if you liked it, you know, next year we have another season pass. We have another full arc of a story that you get every month. It's an interesting right. idea. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as long as they don't go the route of making the DLC feel required to the main story. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think probably the past precedent is on RGG Studios side here. People are going to expect that they're delivering a complete game and the DLC will just be additional cool stuff on top of that. Yeah, I have a, I've, especially with the structure of these type of games, it feels really easy to just have a complete new side story and build off right. of that, you know, right. These games yeah. also come out so frequently, I feel like, that I don't see a need to do core story beats and DLC because mm-hmm. they're always releasing new entries, it feels like. Uh, at yep. least to me as an outsider. Uh, so It uh, does feel like it happens a lot. Like It feels like in yeah. 2022 or even 2020, maybe 2023, we'll get like a Dragon 2 or a Yakuza at 9, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. well, my, if anybody's here from my typical chat, they'll tell you my thoughts on it are usually I'd rather... I'd rather pay twenty thirty dollars for a whole new DLC story than sixty dollars for Yakuza R, and where I get the same exact game and then that one extra story that they could have sold me for twenty dollars, but now I had to buy the whole right. game again. You know, Persona Five R. As much as people love Persona Five R, that what I understand is that the content in that game could have been sold as DLC for thirty bucks. I, if I you just if you that, only but... want the new story, yeah, there, there's a the lot of. For if I will say the structure of the thing of the game has been um, helped a lot. There's a lot of quality of life improvements. Okay, to, all right, even so that's before you then. get to that point, so I I don't quite yeah. uh, count that one. Yeah, right. Uh, Flock Flock's cat in our YouTube chat says it's the DLC police. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the, uh, the sirens coming come, coming toward here. We were talking about. Just bring out all the walls tonight, uh, Ash. Yeah. No, they they won't come to your house. You don't have the season pass. True. (laughs) You got to have have the fire pass in order for them to show up and help you. Right, right. Buy that doorknob uh, DLC. (laughs) Doorknob DLC. Oh, God. (laughs) Jesus. Um, You you need to pay DLC to get that Final Fantasy VII door to get actually high res. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, On Wednesday, you guys, I think we're going to need to have just a bespoke period of time where we just let steve hype about lost judgment yeah because i think we definitely like, need to do that <laughs> yeah because he, he missed last episode it. and this episode right when when it's like the flashpoint of news right and we got to let the guy hype about it he loves by judgment, the way so. i completely we completely missed this last time um i am uh since, since i think we're going to be switching topics here uh skull kid tiger yes i was actually going to mention that yeah uh yes skull kid tiger back when we were talking about waluigi uh, did uh, donate five dollars in a super chat. Thank you so much, Skull Kid Tiger. Saying a while, Skull Kid Tiger has appeared. Jojo's bit, Jojo's biz, wah! Adventure vibes. So <laughs> thank you it, it, so it much. Totally the Jojo pose. Now yeah, that, now it is. That, yeah, I can that see that. Absolutely. Oh God. I mean, Jojo characters have struck enough poses that everything's a Jojo reference at this point. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, um, exactly. Instead of. Uh, 
or 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 it's oh, oh, oh uh how you go how do you do oh, 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 oh. <laughs> however well Luigi does it just with the wall oh yeah well that's a little bit too oh, cartoony for me. um also going back to when we were talking about how uh expensive games are in the US used games oh, yeah. uh Adoodle said in our patron chat wow and Mega Man 5 isn't even that good excuse you Excuse you, but Mega Man 5 is my favorite game in the classic series. All right. Thank you very much. So funny. No, of course, uh, we're all (laughs) entitled to our opinions, but I wanted to point that out. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so, uh, okay. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next news story, which I think is going to upset quite a few people. Let's get that up on screen. Uh, PS5 shortages are expected to continue into 2022. So if you thought that it was going to get a little, well, it has gotten a little easier to get a PS5, but if you thought that it was going to become easy to get one anytime before next year, you're sadly wrong uh, because Sony themselves are saying uh, because of what continues to be massive demand, even if they increase their production rate, there's still going to be shortages uh, in the market. So this sucks. I don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> hand wave this away and be yeah. like, Come on, Sony, do better because I, I get, you know, large scale production and manufacturing isn't easy. Like, I, there's a lot of coordination. Yeah. I, I get that. But we're doing damn, the chip People want to buy your too. thing. So make thing mm-hmm. available. I mean, geez. Scalpers yeah, there are, are really skipping over on just all fronts. Yeah. Oh, God, as scalpers God. do. And yeah, I think it was, uh, you mentioned, uh, Brandon, the chip shortage. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's like a silicate shortage, isn't it? I, as like, I understand like, it, is that what like it is? Material, I think it's like the materials that they use to make chips is yeah. limited. And then you, when you've got the with everything happening on the PC side of things, uh, it can't be helping the console side of things. Well, isn't what uh, uh, is, I, I might, I, Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong here, um, but isn't this whole Bitcoin mining also screwing things over because people are just yeah. buying up all those? Oh, is mm-hmm. it cards? They're buying, GPUs, they're yeah. buying all the GPUs and stuff, and they're buying CPUs now uh, because there are. You could do it with APUs. You can do it with uh, your high end CPUs would probably help. They're 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 trying to figure out any way that they can. So, building a PC right now is insane. And then if you're you know you're talking about these companies that are trying to get uh, parts for consoles, even that's kind of difficult. You know, we Nintendo. We, everybody talks about the the Switch Pro and whether or not that's a thing or not. I feel like if things were normal, they probably would have announced it already. They yeah. probably are holding it right. back because they just don't know when they're going to be able to make a, a reasonable amount of them. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I think even recently we did hear that there's a possibility it could be 2022 because of that. And yeah. at this point, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, also, you in our patron chat mentions uh, that the shortage was semiconductors semiconductors um, okay thank you right yeah okay. which uh, is still integral to making circuit boards so yeah that that kind right. of puts any electric electric device like on hold yeah yeah right so I, it, it certainly isn't you know it's not fair to to solely point the finger at sony here i mean they are yeah. Sony, oh, yeah, i yeah. think Honestly, the, the more I hear about it, the more it just seems like this whole cryptocurrency NFT crap needs to be uh, just locked down. I mean, that, that's yeah. a, that, that, that's episode eighty six. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so glad you're saying that 
Derek. And I'm glad to hear that, that people in general, like screw this NFT thing is that's yeah. kind of how I felt about it. But I'm like, am I just being old? Am I having my old man yelling at the sky moment? No, it seems like a lot of people are kind of like, no, this is dumb. it is it's destroying the environment. It is. I mean, the environment. <laughs> it is actively undoing a lot of things for fake money that never, um, yeah, that never existed. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. At least, at least most, uh, government currency, used to be backed by gold or something like that and this is you're literally just making it up well, the thing is that the, the value from what i understand uh for cryptocurrency shifts wildly it might be wildly. worth five cents this day right. and then five hundred dollars in the next yeah. 10 minutes and then back down to a cent there, there you was in the a, chat uh, asks what is cryptocurrency and i think if you're asking that question you're already on the right track yeah just what i've gathered it is it's it's promissory money it's it's yeah. it's right. no different than uh, i i'm i'm making this token that i'm saying if you cash it in it's worth a dollar so then you buy it and you ha now you don't have a dollar but you have the promise of a dollar but then at some point, someone says, "Oh, well, I'll give you two dollars," and then it, it, the the numbers just fluctuate, and they're all made up. It, yep. It's mm -hmm. it's all what what does he say in a uh, uh, whose line is it anyway? It's all made up. It's all made up, and the points don't matter. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Cryptocurrency in a nutshell. Well, my question then is, you know, like cryptocurrency, like like Dogecoins, right? Like what's the exchange rate between Dogecoins and Bison dollars? Because Bison dollars are the only alternate <laughs> currency I'm willing to accept personally. I, listen, <laughs> you know, I it might as well be the same thing. I'll be honest. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm still holding on to 6,000 Jeffrey bucks. So whenever <laughs> Toys R Us wants to come back. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sitting on them. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. I just uh, again at at the risk of sounding old, can we just go back to having regular old currency? Just, just yeah, that's not nice. Just money. <laughs> like, what? I miss my fake yeah. plastic money. Now I have to use this fake fake money. <laughs> yeah. I, I I correct. I am definitely going to be wrong in this idea. I see uh, Goddamn Needle asking, "What is an F NFT?" From what I understand, it's saying it's saying mm -hmm. I have ownership of this image. Yeah. And I am selling the ownership of this image, even though I'm just making that up. I don't actually own this image, but I'm yeah. saying I own this image. And now I'm saying that you own this image. So congratulations. You yeah. own this image, though you really don't. It, it's it the same thing as like, uh, you know, having a art piece in the museum with a plaque underneath it owned by so-and-so donated to mm. the museum. But like, this is a, <laughs> this is an image that can be duplicated indefinitely on the internet. So yeah. like. What does it matter? It used to be it used to be backed by dollars where, you know, if I bought this Dogecoin, I could cash it in at some point and get money. But now it moves. It changes hands so fast. You don't ever see it become money. It just it, it just goes back. I, I mean, somebody posted a uh, 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 like a line graph of Dogecoin value over the last week, and it looked like a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just don't I don't, I, I don't yeah. understand um one in our patron chat uh certainly gets what i was going for replying <laughs> bison dollars is this a joke this money isn't <laughs> worth the paper it's printed on <laughs> i adore that so much and i actually uh i didn't realize it but i uh i found an article from the daily dot back from 2018 that apparently uh people were already like people who weren't into bitcoin were already 
comparing Bitcoin to bison dollars. Like this has already been a comparison that's been made. And uh, so I guess if that's true, then every Bitcoin will be worth five British pounds yeah. once bison is kidnapped. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I love that movie. I'm now reminding myself that it's time for me to watch the OG Street Fighter movie again. It's been, <laughs> been long enough. That'd be fun. Um, yeah. So cryptocurrency, NFT, Bitcoin. That's great. I mean, all that stuff yeah. is kind of just screwing with the supply chains for a lot of these important yeah. parts. That's why, exactly. as Greg said, good luck building a computer. Good luck getting the parts you need for PS5 Ugh. switches and all that. It's just a mess. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's incredible, though, that Sony has managed to continue to sell so many, you know, I mean, they're obviously continuing they're to sell out whatever they can get in. Far. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're doing an incredible job. The PS5 is the best selling system I've never seen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, the Gematsu article this uh, story was sourced from says PS5 ships 7.8 million units between its launch in November and March 31st and is expected to ship at least another 14.8 million units by March 31st of next year. And uh, I feel bad. One of my best friends has been having trouble getting one. And I've been saying, you know, you'll just, you know, follow Wario64 on Twitter, put on <laughs> notifications. You'll get one, man. You'll, you'll be able to get one. Maybe I was leading him astray. I kind of thought it was going to get a little easier, but apparently not. And he so desperately wants one before uh, FF7 Remake Intergrade comes out. But yeah, yeah I I, I got lucky. I I got real lucky. Yeah. Same. Was my, my wife was able to get me one for the holidays, and I hats off to her, man. I would not have to give up. It actually happened. So I feel like go. a god getting the two that I did. Like, <laughs> yeah. how did I ever uh, get more PS5? than one? You got two of them. Oh, you're part of the problem. Well, well, I I gave the other one to a friend who was looking for one. I ordered two, one as a backup in case the canceled order happened, uh, and then I paid it forward. Nice. And uh, somebody well, said, somebody said in the chat, uh, PS Five might be a cryptocurrency. I'm not going to sell you a PS Five. I'm going to sell you a receipt that says you own a PS Five. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. um well i i did bring up that story about my best friend uh in ff7 for a reason because our next before we get to that ash we did have another another super uh, chat i didn't notice from brandon hoge uh with four dollar 99 uh cents do we think we'll see a new silent hill announcement during e3 probably not because it's owned by konami and they said they're not showing up yeah. Exactly. So I, oh, I, I think right, maybe yeah. we can expect if there is going to be a Silent Hill announcement, which, of course, we've all been hearing the rumblings that there's apparently something in the works. I think maybe to ex- uh, we should probably expect that during summer, sometime after E3, yeah. because exactly what Derek just said. Konami has already said they're not going to be at E3. So E3, no, but post E3, possibly. And I sure Halloween game. so. Pachinko, it should, maybe? It sure would. I just hope yeah, it's like. Pachinko at home. Now we're talking. Pachinko machine yeah. at home. I like right. It. <laughs> oh, God, because you know we we have seen that uh, you know just because something bears the Silent Hill name doesn't necessarily mean it's hype. Like Downpour, Book of Memories. You know, let's hope it's like the OG Silent Hills, like one yeah. through three, mm-hmm. and and like a true return to form, whatever they're working on apparently, uh, than one of the newer or Silent Hill one or two in the style of Resident Evil two or three remake. <laughs> that would oh, be interesting. God. Yeah, full that blown remakes for sure. Yeah, games. I don't know if I need them. Game scared the hell out of me. Mm. <laughs> right yeah. um but thank you brandon for your uh for your super chat donation that's very kind of you thank you very much um mm-hmm. with that said let's g- get our next news story up on screen which as i said does have to do with final fantasy 7 remake integrate 
And that is that the uh, Yuffie, the new Yuffie episode called Intermission is going to be a download code only, even in physical PS5 copies of the game, uh, which I imagine is to cut down on the resale value of the game, right? I mean, that's probably what this comes down to. But this is, yeah. from what I've seen around the internet, pissing off quite a few people. I mean, I, it's uh, one of those things, um, you'll never have a complete version. I'm a little yeah. surprised that people are surprised, I guess, because I just kind of anticipated Same. this to happen. Because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I never expected this to be on the disc, just given the way that they're releasing it. But uh, it would be nice if it was on the disc. I'm not saying it wouldn't. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. not like you, Brandon. I'm, this doesn't really surprise me. I kind of always expected this. So I'm surprised at the surprise, I guess. Um, I get... I get to a degree why people are upset. I guess it's a little bit hard for me to relate because I just kind of want to play it. I don't really mind if I, if that specific part of the game isn't on the disc and I'm not getting it anyway, because I have it on PS4 and I'm just going to upgrade it and buy the DLC separately. And yeah. So I guess I just me too. Yeah. That's the weird situation with this whole thing is that it's rather than buy a brand new on PS5, just get it on PS4 for even cheaper yeah. and then just mm -hmm. the DLC. Uh, this exactly right. what I was saying earlier. If you you want it to be on the disc, but if you already have the game, you're going to have to go and spend seventy dollars on a, on book. the on the game that you have because it has one extra chapter. Just you know, you get the DLC. It's fine. Yeah, this is one yeah. of those weird things where I can see myself in any other situation being usually kind of upset about DLC or stuff not being on the disc or some sort of extra thing, but because of the upgrade, it's like, all right. <laughs> Whatever, I was going to get just yeah. DLC anyway. And as, as more yeah. time passes, the PS4 version of FF7 Remake is just going to continue to drop in price or to go on sale more often. Yeah. And I mean, I really, unless you genuinely can't find one wherever you live, I don't know why you would you would just buy a full price copy of, of Remake Integrate on PS5 when you could just as easily, as we've been saying, get a used copy on PS4, upgrade it, and buy the Yuffie DLC separately. Yeah. And, and you'll mm -hmm. still be coming out ahead. Dirk B. Andy in the chat says, I think the problem is Sony and Square are trying to force people to buy digital instead. Another sign companies trying to go to an all digital future, which yeah. there's there's an argument for that. There's um, sure. You know, that is definitely possible, but. I think it's even I mean, less about that and more so that they just want you to purchase the DLC. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they are definitely trying to, you know, cut down on, on the resale value the resale value of the game by basically making it so if you do buy it on ps5 used you're getting essentially an incomplete version and have to buy, yeah. buy the dlc separately yeah. mm -hmm. and I, I you know i get why that bothers people but i also get it from the point of being a company that exists to make money like i do get why they're doing that even if i agree that it's not necessarily right to push consumers toward physical or digital either way right i mean at yeah. thankfully we're at least in a situation like we've been saying where you could buy it you know, a used PS4 copy and get the initial game cheaper and then just spend the rest on the DLC. Yeah. Uh, it's not as exactly. bad as it could be, but it, it still kind of sucks. So, I, you know, I get that. Right. Mm -hmm. It's the, the concern with this stuff is always the same, though. I, I think the biggest issue is always, you know, 10, 15 years down the line, especially for us, we're retro gamers. So this is the sort of thing we run into. Are, are, are they always going to keep a server up for you to download this stuff? Are right, they yeah. ever going to come out with a complete version of the game which i i would assume that eventually when they're done making dlc for it there'll be a complete version or i at least hope there would be this is square they, they'll yeah I mean, they have 
Kingdom Hearts the story so far, which yeah. packages how many <laughs> yeah. games together. Yeah. Final it's Fantasy seven point five remake final mix all right. DLC. Final right. Fantasy seven remake complete. <laughs> the issue of, of preservation is becoming more prevalent. And I think companies yeah. are becoming aware of yeah. that. So uh I I'm optimistic that you will be able to get this in the future ten to fifteen years mm-hmm. down the line. Yeah. I think right. so. And I was going to uh, mention that because Ninkobra in our live audience chat does it does bring up a great point. It sucks for preservation purposes, and that is yeah. becoming more of an issue, as we saw with uh, you know Sony almost going ahead with shutting down the PS3 and PS uh, Vita stores altogether. So and having no other way to access those games, so it's it's becoming a, a bigger issue. And I again, I do definitely see why people are upset, but at the same time, I guess in the short term, I'm just looking forward to playing it. And I was, again, this doesn't apply to me. I have the PS4 version that I was just going to upgrade. I don't need yeah, it physically, yeah, right. but I definitely get for collectors and preservationists why yeah. this is a problem. Certainly. As uh tactless ogre in the chat, uh, our patron chat points out square did lose the original coding to a few games more than once though. They did lose final fantasy eight at one point. And yep. Yeah. Yep. That's that, true. I mean, I have true. to hope yeah. that they're a little better at that now at this point. I hope. Yeah. Right. The internet okay, won't know. let well, them live it down. So, like, yeah. there's too much risk to not be uh, careful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, switch gears from a game that Square is developing to one they are publishing and uh, get that new story up on screen. Uh, Don't Not, the developers of Life is Strange 1 and 2 are saying they probably won't return to the series and want to own their own IPs. Uh, and they've actually even gotten some offers and fielded, fielded some offers and refused several of them. Um, who knows who is trying to acquire? Don't nod. Uh, clearly, their their pedigree speaks for themselves with, with Life is Strange 1 and 2. I love the first game. I haven't played the second one. Um, but I totally, I, I respect the hustle. I respect that they don't want to become the Life is Strange studio, which might be what yeah. they would be if they, if they didn't try to go out and, and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I respect it. I wonder yeah. if Epic's trying to buy them. It could be Epic. Could <laughs> Wouldn't be, be surprised. It could be Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. There's there's probably a couple out there. Maybe Capcom yeah. wants them back. We'll get the 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 Remember Me too, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> um. So of course they are not. Don't not is not working on the next Life is Strange game, which is uh, Life is Strange True Colors. Uh, that's being made by Deck Nine, who also worked on Life is Strange Before the Storm. So it does seem as though Don't Not is trying to kind of divest themselves of, of you know, the identity of being the Life is Strange studio. And, uh, you know, personally speaking, as much as I love the first game, and I did, it's fantastic. The, the trailer, at least for True Colors, impressed me so much that I don't know if Life is Strange, you know, it needs Don't Not. I don't know if the two can't be separated. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I, I've still not played Life is Strange, um, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't think I've played yeah. a single uh, Don't Nod project, but I respect the idea of them wanting to own their own games. There's yeah. value in that. Look what happened with you know Naughty Dog and Crash and uh, Insomniac and Spyro. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So I mean, uh, as it was pointed out, uh, Adam Davis YT in our patron chat says they think Deck Nine did a good job with Before the Storm. Uh, same. I don't think it was as good. I played that, or at least some of that as well. I didn't think it was as good as the first game, but I still liked it. And so I, I totally trust Deck Nine with True Colors. Again, that that trailer 
blew me away more in a way that I wasn't really expecting it to. So uh, I do think that they that they can get this done, Deck 9, and uh, don't nod clearly are talented in their own right. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they do and, and if they're whether they're acquired by somebody yeah. or if they stay independent and, and start developing their own IPs. They are clearly talented, so I'm curious to see where they go from Life is Strange. Yeah. I'm more interested to see what happens with the Life is Strange franchise. I'm interested to see if they, when they start turning multiple aspects of it over to different people to make the games, how, like, how different would Life is Strange 3 look like? You know, uh, I'm interested right. to see what happens to the franchise. The company, I feel like they're going to be fine. I think, I think being able to put Life is Strange on your resume is going to do wonders for them. So I'm right. interested to see where, what happens to the franchise itself. Who who picks up the slack and who takes over, especially Life is Strange three. Right, yeah. agreed. Yeah, well, what we know, I mean, Life is well, Life is Strange True Colors essentially kind of is Life is Strange three. It's not called that? that, but it's okay. yeah, it's kind of it's just the next mainline Life is Strange game. And as I said, that's being developed by okay. Deck Nine, who made the Life is Strange one prequel. So it seems like it's it's shifted developers quite comfortably. And I got I got to hand it to. Uh, to don't not here because I think a lot of studios in a way would be content to, to become inextricably linked for a very successful IP they're known for developing, right. but they're taking what I would say is the, is the road less traveled and the riskier path and saying, no, we don't want to fall back on what's safe. We, we want to do our own thing and make our own IPs. And that that's, that's brave. That takes, yeah. <laughs> it takes a lot of moxie to do that. So I, yeah. I wish them the best of luck. Going to take a lot of hits to, to keep your name on people's mouths as a, if you're, if you're jumping from series to series. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, Eddie B in our patron chat says, I bet don't nod wants to explore a revival of Skitchin. I hope so, man. <laughs> I am down. We need a Skitchin revival by don't nod. Let's oh do it. I'm, I love how that's <laughs> never going to die. That's going to be, be a GBG meme till the end of time. I love it. Hey, but you know, Skitchin, man, it's, it's, it's worth it. It's sketching. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Well, we have one more news story to cover today. So let's go ahead and move on to that and get that up on screen. And uh, 505 Games is going to publish or be publishing a new game from uh, Mercury Steam, who, as you might recall, made Castlevania Lords of Shadow, as well as games like Metroid Samus Returns uh, and Space Lords. Um, we don't really know anything about it. All, all we know is it is, quote unquote, a brand new video game. That's it. No details. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, cool, I guess I, I I think it's cool because um, I I'm a I'm a fan of uh, of Mercury Steam at this point. I think they've earned that. Uh, yeah, in my opinion, um, they they uh, I you know so I first discovered them with Lords of Shadow and when during the thanks to my Castlevania retrospective, yeah. uh, I, I really got a retro a, a appreciation for Lords of Shadow too, despite its um developing issues uh but then of course metroid samus returns come out it's like yeah i'm down for that i did not actually hear about space lords at all yeah i'm not <laughs> yeah. familiar with that one that was more of a free-to-play game apparently it's coming to playstation okay. 5 as well so sure but I, I i found it interesting enough to like mention just because like hey these are the guys who made uh metroid <laughs> so uh, samus returns and obviously it's not going to be that but I, i'm curious what it 
what it might be. I am a, it's a, I am a little surprised my... that it isn't Metroid. I was expecting after Samus Returns for Nintendo maybe to strike a deal uh, for them to keep Same. developing first-party games. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I kind of surprised mind. it wasn't either. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I like I like Samus Returns. I was actually pleasantly surprised by that one. Same, and I know Derek, you really liked it too, right? Oh yeah, it was really good. The only the only problem I had was the new the new um, oh what's it called the uh, the the bigger bomb jump that I took had no idea oh, how to do. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of hoped that they would tap Mercury Steam for another Metroid game. I, I will say I wasn't the biggest fan of Lords of Shadow. Um, Mirror of Fate, I know, is the one they made, and I that one didn't quite do it for me, but. Samus Returns absolutely it, did. Mirror Fate is definitely the weakest. It's it's sort of it tried its best to have trying to be a little of both, but mm-hmm. and, and Lords of Shadow again has its issues. But it's it's one of those things that's so overwrought <laughs> its right. storytelling. It's like I kind of love it for this. They got uh-huh. uh, freaking Patrick Stewart to narrate though, and I think Lords of Shadow Two might have one of my favorite death fights. Uh, oh yeah, Fire Series Cannon. So okay. I just I don't know. Lord I Lord I went into Lords of Shadow 2 having tried it uh when it first came out because I did enjoy the first back in the day. And then it didn't it's just like ah this stealth section kind of sucks. Ah, it's not really clicking with me, I'll stop. And then I came back with the whole marathon and it just became one of my top ten favorite Met- uh, Castlevanias, excuse me. So it's like mm-hmm. they did something <laughs> that just clicked with me. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, clearly, and I, I know the Lords of Shadow series de- definitely has its own bespoke fans in general. I certainly wouldn't want to write it off. Um, and again, Samus Returns, great game. So, you know, whatever they're, they're oh, yeah. doing with 505 Games, looking forward to hearing more about it. It's just hard to say too much more because we have right, nothing yeah. else to go on. Yeah. So it's, it's always interesting when this kind of information comes out with very little else to go on. Right. We're right. doing something. What are you doing? Yeah. We can't tell you. <laughs> We're can't, doing can't tell you. can't tell you. Might not even be sure yet. I, I I wonder if if it got to the point where this story is out. I do wonder how far they are into whatever it is that they're developing. If if this is something that we're gonna hear about <laughs> soon or yeah mm-hmm. yeah maybe they're redoing yeah. uh hunters. Oh god, <laughs> yeah. What? Everybody hates that game. I like that game. I mean, I like I like Hunter 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 remake could, could do well. I think. had cool characters. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> appearing in all these post credit scenes for Prime Games. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, looking forward to hearing more. But that does bring us to the conclusion of our news coverage for the day. But as usual, before we head out, uh, Uncle Silver, please uh, let our incredible audience know where they can find you on the internet, man. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at Uncle Silver. Actually, I just changed it. So it's twitch.tv slash Uncle Silver. Uh, so that should bring me up there. And then on Twitter at SilverGreg78. Uh, I always post a lot of fun stuff there, and uh, especially my schedules because I'm, you know, constantly late. Uh, and then uh, so if you go to the Twi- to Twitch page, uh, you'll see my schedule there. I stream about five days a week. I've also got a YouTube channel, but don't worry about that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't use it nearly as much as i'm supposed to eh, gotcha oh well. gotcha um also brandon thank you again man you i mean it, it can't be understated <laughs> or sorry overstated uh just how much you have done for gvg you know you're you're running these streams in steve stead when he's not here you and steve are clearly much more equipped to run these streams than derek and i are and 
We're so thankful to you all the time for everything you do for us. So we're thank you for being here again, man. And oh, please course. go ahead and let our audience, those of us in our audience who don't already know, where they can find you and Break Room Arcade. Uh, well, you can find me at Break Room Arcade on YouTube. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Merrileaf underscore um, twitch.tv slash Merrileaf. I've been trying to start streaming more lately. I'll be doing more of that come June. Uh, so if you like Monster Hunter and Nintendo games, uh, go ahead and check me out. Uh, and you will occasionally find me right here on Good Vibes Gaming. <laughs> oh, <thank laughs> yes. <God. laughs> and even when he's not on camera, you never know when you're going to hear him ch- chime in as the, as the voice of God. So he's always around. He's You really do never know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, uh, with all that said, uh, we have reached the end of the show. But as always, we have to give a massive thank you to our patrons at the producer level and above for helping to make today's news tonight happen because without you, it wouldn't be happening. So thank you from the bottom of our heart from all your, for all your support. Um, in addition, a massive gargantuan extra special thank you to all of our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And today I'm going to have a little surprise for you. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I did a, I, I read out all the EPs as my best Xander Mobis smash announcer impression. That was very popular. We've gotten some new EPs since then. We're now a public live show. So I'm going to do it again and give all of our new EPs the Xander Mobis treatment as well. So here we go. Wish me luck. See if my voice can hold out. And uh, (laughs) let's do it. All right. Jared Edinger. Brandon Bovia. Rob Arman X. Etiono Ben. Dan Entwistle. Dennis J. Z Patty. Hyrule Hermit. Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, It's ATM, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Echo Carroll, The D-Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, 112, Makalau, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Alessia, Azran127, Kinrule09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Charlie Bird, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Aram M, Sakuragi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzywig Hoyd, Critmonger, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Master Links, Deneth, Kota, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Ruby, Wolf X Blake, Moon Macarons, Ascaron 809, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 minutes and 60 seconds, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Ravelox, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Pardo Bowling, Hi Steve's Mom, Kotar <laughs> Peck, Scuff196, Skull Kid Tiger, AJB Cool, Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, 
Phantom Project, Wheezy Penguin, Darik, Stephen Nelson, Ray Clausen Jr., Nathan the Voice Actor. Woo! That's everybody. Thank you all so much for your incredibly generous support. And uh, if you want to know how you can get it on the EP readout action or support us in myriad other ways, head on over to patreon.com slash gvgaming, where we have recently refreshed our whole Patreon. Uh, we've added new tiers. We've added new perks at most of the existing tiers. So uh, if you'd like to support us in various ways, you can head over there to see how you can do that. But even if you don't and you can't support us on Patreon, we would super appreciate it if you just dropped a like and subscribe right here on YouTube. We love you and appreciate you all the same. Uh, With that said, we will see you on Wednesday for the next episode of Today's News Tonight. And until then, everybody, good night and good vibes. Bye. Bye.